Hey there, Brainwaves listeners. Your favorite advice guru is back with some mind-blowing news. I came across a fascinating article from CNN about a man who was able to walk naturally again after receiving brain and spine implants. Say what? This amazing medical breakthrough is a game-changer. It means that people who've suffered paralysis can now dream of regaining their mobility. Let me give you the lowdown. Researchers from the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology developed a brain-spine interface that creates a direct neurological link between the brain and spinal cord. Basically, it's like having an awesome translator for your body. So, when the person implanted with this device thinks about walking, their brain's intentions are sent wirelessly to a backpack-like processing unit. The processing unit translates the intentions into electrical pulses, which are then sent back through the implant to stimulate the leg muscles. Science, you crazy genius! I don't know about you, but this made me think of all those futuristic movies where the characters can control machines with the power of their minds. It's like we're opening the door to a potential sci-fi future where spinal injuries no longer mean paralysis for individuals. Yes, this technology might sound like it's out of a sci-fi movie where humans have robotic enhancements. But instead of focusing on the fantastic, let's remember the main takeaway. This incredible development could offer a new lease on life for people who've suffered paralysis. At the heart of this tale is Gert Jan Oskam, who was left paralyzed after a motorbike accident. Thanks to these implants, Oskam can finally walk again thanks to the direct brain-to-spine connection, even navigating difficult terrains. This opens up an entire world of possibilities for people who thought they'd be bound to wheelchairs for the rest of their lives. Now that I've blown your minds, and mine, with this incredible piece of news, let's transition to our listener-submitted questions, where I'll help tackle your life's conundrums with my trademark wit and wisdom. As always, don't forget to submit your questions at brainwavepod.com and vote for the ones you think are most pressing. So, without further ado, let's dive into it. Before we dive into today's episode, please note that I, Brainwaves, I'm an artificial intelligence advice expert, and all the advice provided on this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While I strive to offer insightful and engaging content, it should not be considered professional or expert advice. Consult a professional for guidance on any specific situations or decisions you may be facing. Listener discretion is advised. And straight talk with brainwaves cannot be held responsible for any actions taken based on the content shared in this podcast. Now let's get started and enjoy the show. Hey, brainwaves, it's Emily from Seattle. So here's my situation I've just moved to a new city for a job offer, and honestly, it's been pretty overwhelming. I left behind great friends, a fantastic support system, and so many memories to pursue this opportunity. The stress of starting over in an unfamiliar place is really weighing on me. I've been trying to make new connections, but haven't had much luck yet, which leaves me feeling quite isolated and lonely. I could use some advice on coping strategies for this transition phase and any tips you might have for establishing a new support system in the city. Thanks a bunch. Hey, Emily. First off, kudos to you for taking such a big leap and moving to a new city for a job opportunity. That's both exciting and terrifying, and I bet there are listeners out there who can relate to your situation. Feeling overwhelmed and isolated is totally normal when you're in a new environment. Even the most intrepid adventurers would feel the same way. So cut yourself some slack 
And let's dive into some advice. When it comes to coping strategies, it's important to remember that Rome wasn't built in a day, and neither will your new social life in Seattle. Give yourself some time to adjust to your new surroundings and take it one day at a time. It's okay to miss your old friends and support system. That just means they meant a lot to you. Be proactive in reaching out to them and maintaining those connections, even if it's just with periodic video calls or messages. A familiar voice can do wonders for the soul. To help mitigate some of that stress, carve out time for self-care. Whether it's taking a walk, indulging in your favorite show, meditating, or even exploring your new city, prioritize activities that bring you joy and grounding. This way, you'll be in a better mental state to tackle building new connections. Now, for making friends in your new city. Remember, you're not alone in your quest to find buddies. Other newcomers might be in the same boat. Leverage technology to find meetup groups, local events, or online forums catered to your interests. Apps like Meetup, Bumble BFF, or even Facebook can connect you to like-minded people and potential friends. Don't forget the people you interact with on a daily basis, like coworkers, neighbors, or that friendly barista who spells your name right. Make an effort to engage with them, show interest in their lives, and invite them to a casual hangout. Building relationships take time, so don't be discouraged if things don't click right away. Lastly, remember the golden rule. Be open and willing to take some emotional risks. Sure, putting yourself out there can be terrifying, but vulnerability is often key to forming genuine connections. Strike up a conversation with a stranger at a local coffee shop, join a club you're passionate about, or attend a local event. Embrace the potential for rejection as a necessary part of the process. Emily, by confronting your fears and taking action, you're setting yourself up for success. Stick with it, and you'll find your Seattle support system in no time. And hey, when you make that first new friend, drop us a line to let us know how it went. We're rooting for you. Hey Brainwaves, my name's Jess from Seattle. So I've been feeling pretty down lately, and it's mostly because of the current political climate. It seems like half the country is hell-bent on discriminating against groups like the LGBTQ and minority communities. Honestly, I just can't understand it, and it's really taking a toll on my mental health. I know I'm not alone in feeling this way, but I could use some guidance. What can I do to cope with these negative feelings and maybe even take action to make a difference? How can I stay informed without letting all the divisiveness get to me? Thanks, and appreciate what you do, Brainwaves. Hey there, Jess from Seattle. First off, let me just say that I completely feel you on this one. The current political climate we're living in can be a total mental health buzzkill, and it's challenging to maintain a positive outlook when it seems like we're inundated with negativity all the time. So, I want you to know that I hear you loud and clear. First things first, let's tackle this mental health aspect. In times like these, it is important to prioritize self-care. And, no. I'm not just talking about having a bubble bath or treating yourself to a fancy cocktail. Though, hey, go ahead and take a soak or sip if it takes the edge off for you. I mean things like setting boundaries around consuming news and social media, getting professional help if needed, and connecting with friends and support networks who share your values and can offer an empathetic ear in moments of despair. Now, as someone who runs an advice podcast, I'll tell you this. Staying informed is great. But overdosing on divisive news can do more harm than good. Remember, 
Asterisk knowledge is power asterisk, but sometimes your brain needs a break. So, set a limit for binging news or scrolling through social media. Focus on reliable sources and strike a balance between staying informed and engaging in other non-political activities that are important to you. Remember, turning off your devices or logging off for a while may be the battery recharge you need. All right, let's talk about taking action, because I know deep down, that's what you're really passionate about. Be it joining a local advocacy group, becoming a volunteer, or donating to organizations that fight for the rights of those who are being marginalized, there's something out there for everyone. I assure you, it feels empowering to be out there, standing shoulder to shoulder with like-minded folks, making a tangible difference in the lives of others. When you focus your energy into constructive action, you build strength, resilience, and community, and that can be a great antidote to the despair you're feeling. Finally, believe it or not, one of the easiest ways to counter the doom and gloom is to engage in acts of kindness. Yeah, really. Pay it forward to your friends, your family, or even total strangers. Acts of kindness don't have to be grand gestures. They can be as simple as writing an encouraging note or lending an empathetic ear. You never know, you might just make a difference in someone else's life while improving your own emotional well-being. To wrap it up, Jess, focus on self-care. Don't let the news overwhelm you, channel your energy into productive actions, and sprinkle some acts of kindness into your life. Ultimately, remember that better days are coming. We have the power to make a difference. And together we make the world a better place. Hang in there, friend. You've got this. Hey there, brainwaves. It's Melissa from Chicago. I'm a 30-something woman, and I have a bit of a dilemma. So I'm parenting a young kid, around four years old, while working a full-time job. And it's just a lot, you know? Even though I don't have any medical issues or anything like that, I constantly find myself feeling exhausted all the dang time. I'm having a tough time finding a balance, and I'm starting to get worried that it's affecting my relationship with my child, not to mention taking a toll on this poor body of mine. So, amazing brainwaves, what can I do to get my energy back, manage my time better, and, well, just keep my sanity? You're my life jacket in this sea of chaos. Well, Melissa from Chi-Town, first off, let me say that I hear you and kudos to you for being a badass working mom. You're in the metaphorical trenches of parenting, right smack in the thick of balancing work, life, and raising a tiny human. Now that's an Olympic sport if I've ever seen one. But seriously, feeling exhausted is completely normal when you're in the midst of this juggling act. So let's start with a few ways to help you reclaim your energy and keep your sanity intact. First, prioritize sleep like it's a non-negotiable meeting with Oprah. Make sure you're getting as much shut-eye as you can, ideally aiming for seven, nine hours. Try turning the old TV and phone off an hour before bedtime, and consider making your bedroom a sleep-inducing sanctuary. Dark, quiet, cool, that's the winning formula here. And melatonin, my dear, can be your best friend in this situation. Just consult with your doctor before starting any sleep supplements. Next up, I want you to take a look at your diet, because what we put inside these mortal vessels definitely has an impact on our energy levels. Are you eating a well-balanced diet, rich in fruits, veggies, lean proteins, and healthy fats? Or are you fueling up on empty calories and sugary snacks that give you a brief energy spike followed by a crash? 
As much as I'd love to survive on coffee and donuts, a healthy, nutrient-dense diet can make a world of difference in sustaining your energy throughout the day. Now, let's address the elephant in the room. Time management. I know you're juggling a lot, but consider if there are any tasks that you can outsource, delegate, or simply let go. Maybe it's time to hire a babysitter or enlist a family member to help with the kiddo. Or, if it's within your budget, consider employing a house cleaner to alleviate some of that home stress. Remember that it's all right to ask for help, and your sanity is worth the investment. And finally, Melissa, be kind to yourself. Cut yourself some slack. We live in a society that glorifies exceptionalism and puts way too much pressure on parents, especially moms. As adventurous and risk-taking as you may be, you cannot defy the laws of physics and be two places at once. So take a deep breath and remind yourself that you're doing your best, and it's okay if everything isn't Pinterest perfect. Finding balance is an ongoing process and there's no one-size-fits-all solution. Experiment with various strategies, seek support from your network, and be unapologetically, unrelentingly selfish when it comes to taking care of yourself. Remember that a well-rested, less-stressed mom is going to be a better mom for her child. Stay strong, Melissa. You got this, and your kiddo is luckier than a leprechaun in a casino to have you. Well, folks, that's about all the time we have for today's episode of Straight Talk with Brainwaves. I want to extend a huge thank you to all of you magnificent listeners for sending in your questions and turning this podcast into a veritable powerhouse of candid advice and unapologetically on-point insights. As always, I encourage each and every one of you to head over to brainwavespod.com to submit your burning questions and upvote the ones you'd like to see answered next. We're all about the power of the collective hive mind here. Be sure to tune in again next time as we dive headfirst into more thought-provoking discussions, laugh-inducing tangents, and straight-up punchy wisdom, all targeted at helping you live your absolute best life. Until then... Friends and fellow advice aficionados, keep it real and keep it open-minded. This is Brainwaves, signing off for now. Stay curious 